Right. Um, what else uh could you do? Oh la 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 I could quit drag. Uh bitch. Oh. Welcome to Are We Pretty, a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duchet. And this is Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. Each and every single episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. This week, we discuss the ups and downs of being an MC in the drag world with our extra special guest from Texas, Amology Raven. So get ready to get into it. This is Are, Are We Pretty? Pretty? Miami, what's uh <sighs> yeah. Um we y'all we are you know what? No, let's we're gonna be real with the people. We're feeling a little uh not very energized uh for you know many a reasons. I cannot wait for this break. I'm gonna eat a lot of food, I'm gonna sleep a lot. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's the tea. Um, I'm just really tired like literally drag is exhausting being around people all the time is exhausting and you know I'm just feeling really drained there's been a lot that's happened in the past like week I mean we can dive into it in a minute Um, but it's just been um, taking a toll on me mentally so that's been fun maybe but first how have you been how have you been let's let's dive into you first how have you been oh yeah uh I know you love diving into me, Miami. Um, Head first. Right. Yeah, I've been really good. Actually, I'm really excited to kind of talk about something on the pod. Um, me and Miami took a trip together. And it, look, I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. Because by the end of it, I literally was vomiting. Um, yeah, get into it. And I mean, she projectile vomited. It was honestly iconic. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not in a bad mood anymore because now I'm thinking about that. So what had happened was Annalie and I decided we were going to go to Fayetteville, Arkansas together. I had a gig after a brunch in Memphis. So it was like a five hour drive. And I was like, Diva, literally, I need someone to go with me. So Annalie tagged along and it was super fun. We basically just talked shit without recording for five hours there and five hours back. Here's the it thing. That's so the fun. goddamn truth. <laughs> goddamn truth. <laughs> it was so fun. And, uh, yeah. but so the gag is Taylor Madison Monroe. She's a legacy pod member. Mm-hmm. Um, she is one long winded AF and two, she don't start her shit until the club is like ready to go. So it was like 11 o'clock before the show started. And we ended up leaving at what time? I, I, feel I don't like it even was know. I, I, don't, like it I literally don't even know. So long story short, we got back into Jonesboro at like six in the morning. But Annalie had drove most of the way home. And in order to keep herself awake, she had drank a cup of coffee. Long story short, that little mixture just caused her to lose her fucking mind. And she projectile vomited the second we switched, uh, switched seats. Yeah. So that was fierce. And yeah. it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. I'm glad that I went. Um... And that was that was cute. So um yeah. Um well my week 
consisted of being on the news. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that, bitch. Let's highlight For McKenna Michaels. She is a drag performer in um, Jonesboro. She had a... Uh, also Legacy case. Podcast uh, Legacy, Legacy Podcastress. Um, she basically asked me to do this drag queen story time. It was super fun, super cute, but uh, the backlash from doing that has been a lot. Honestly, like I expected it to be negative. I expected there to be some holdback on doing a drag queen story hour, but Jesus Christ, literally it has been nothing but negative for days. Like it's been really wild and I feel for McKenna because her face was on the flyer. My name was just in the description of it, but they had like fully promoted her image all over it. So she's been like drug across the internet, like nobody's business. Um, But uh, positives, I've always wanted to be on TV. So uh, shout out to Region 8 News for putting us on. I looked so cute. And if you have an issue with it, die mad about it. Yeah. And I do want to say there is a lot of hate coming, but I, really hope that for all of us like that we can focus on the experience of the day because there was so much love actually and just a lot of like this is normal no one cares nothing bad is going on here we're all having a lovely time the kids were being kids they were chasing each other they were playing like it was just a time to be together and there were two people who were dressed up and they looked gorgeous and um i heard someone asked you why do you look like an alien um and so you know it was a cute it was a very cute time and i i just want people to focus on that on the day of because it was a lot of love yeah it was honestly like all the the good energy that people put into us at that event it really did make up for it and i feel really good about doing it like honestly when i was first approached to do it i was kind of nervous to go because i didn't know you know how safe it would even be for McKenna and I to be at this event but I felt nothing but safety and love so shout out to everybody that came and supported us like it was a huge turnout and it was I mean it was really nice so but if you have a problem with it I do just have to say like on a serious note really look inside and think about your perception of what you think a gay person is what you think a queer person is because we're not the issue here McKenna has never done anything mean to anyone. Like she's a nice person. I'm a nice person. Like, I don't understand where y'all are getting all this, all this bullshit. So long story short, if you have an issue with it, maybe read a book. I don't know. That's all I have to say on it. Yeah. And I think, I think something to really think about just to like, I don't want to like take it to a, a sinister dark place, but like you, you just mentioned that you and McKenna maybe felt some fear about stepping out in the daylight in such a public space that's not necessarily like a queer space and so for y'all it's a threat because people will go to go through those lengths to hurt you on the other side of that no one none of us are looking to hurt anybody we are just wanting to exist and that is literally it and so anyway y'all are heroes thank you for doing that it was really cute watching you read to the little kitties um i had to read to the kids it was cute I loved it. Speaking of love, another thing that I love is the War of the Roses review. Should we jump yes. into this? Uh, let's please dive into it.
that's the best intro ever. Um, so <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's get into it. Basically, what had happened was it was the top four. They were challenged to do two numbers and a runway. The numbers were Once Upon a Time and I Need a Hero. And the runway was Avant Garden. And honestly, I was so excited for this one because look, I'm, I don't often give myself credit for shit. Okay. I really don't. Um, I try and stay humble. I actually am very self-deprecating. Um, I have a therapist. Okay. Um, but honestly, my runway for Avant Garden was fucking lit. And I really was like, I need to see something really fucking lit because I don't want to be the standard. And luckily these, these girls just really fucking turned it out. The looks were amazing. I'm so excited to talk about tonight. Ah! Yeah, they were really good looks. So should we jump into the performances? No, no, no. So we have to talk about what happened. So, um, oh, yeah, they performed. Uh, Jalea and Mary Jane Gagdalen ended up being in the bottom, which meant that Iris and Shanice landed in the top, and Jalea was sent home by Miss Mary Jane Gagdalen. And that's how the night went. Right. With Iris snatching a win. Oh, yes. This is is her first win, correct? Yes, it is her first win. I was so happy for her. This was such a fucking good night for Iris. Yeah, 100%. it was really, really good. It was a really good performance. Honestly, no one did bad. Like, this was a very, very good night. Yeah, it was a good night. It was very solid. And it was yeah. honestly really hard to judge. So, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So, we're going to jump into the performance category. So, the first performance was Once Upon a Time. Do you have a, do you have a name for how we should toot and boot? I don't. So, I think for Once Upon a Time, we could do... Um, we could do a twinkle or a tinkle. <laughs> okay. A tinkle or a twinkle. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and that, is a tinkle good or bad? A tinkle is like piss. So it's right. bad. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, for the I Need a Hero, um, we could do a villain or a hero. I don't know. Was that lame? Yeah, we can do heroes and villains. Okay. Honestly, I don't... Yeah. Okay, great. We'll do... It doesn't have to rhyme. Right. (laughs) The first category was Once Upon a Time, and we started off watching Mary Jane Gagdalen, and she came out and did The Three Little Bears, but it had, like, this twist where they were, like, having sex, and, like, it was, like, wild... Um, for me, this was a tinkle. This was a clunker of a number. And listen, I love Mary, but I feel like she was just off her game tonight. Like, this number, it was just really messy. And her backup dancers didn't know their lines to their parts. Um, they were tripping all over the all over the stage, and it was just hard to watch. It's getting a tinkle for me. It, it, this is, it's got piss all over it. Um, what do you think? Um... I mean, I think you might have convinced me into being uh, a tinkle. I was going to say, I think she looked very good here. I thought the storyline that she was um, giving was fun. I like that, you know, the take on bears. Um, so like burly, hairy men being the, the three bears. Um, you know, the, the concept is really cute. And also, I have been taking pictures at war. So like, the, I'm actually really more concerned of looking for moments rather than like just watching the performance. And so 
it was exciting to watch through the, through the camera lens, but I think, yeah, now that I'm looking at this, it does seem a little, a little messy. And you know what? I, we've had those nights and that's fine. So uh, you've convinced me to the dark side. I'm going to tinkle this. Okay. So next up was Julia. She First of all, let's oh, talk yeah. about the intro of the number because this motherfucking intro was <laughs> literally like two minutes long. I want you to tell me how long this intro was. Like, okay, I see the videos pulled up. Okay, tell me on. when the fuck you came out. Let me, let me press play. Well, okay, hold on. Yeah, Miss Diva, this is a two minute yeah, intro. Yeah, this is a two minute intro, yeah. This is a two minute intro. And you know, sometimes people make choices. The choice to have a long ass intro definitely did not help the number. However, I will give Julia credit. When she came out, it made up for the lack of seeing her for half the number because she looked amazing she looked scary she gave me this sinister look that we honestly like uh, julia has been showing a lot of versatility with her looks and it it makes me really happy to see i just think that the performance aspect of this number was lacking and the look could it wasn't enough to like save it in any way do you know what i mean like when it comes to a performance you have to like be bringing it and I think she just fell flat with this number. Um, but she looks great, like I said. So I have to sadly give it a tinkle, but I will commend you on the look. I'll commend you because you look great. Yeah. And the hair, that this wig was one of my favorite wigs that she's ever worn. Also, just to be clear, you are or are not still in a bad mood? Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of no, piss I, you're getting tonight. No, I'm in a bad mood, but it's fine. I'm not taking it. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to take <laughs> out my anger on the girls because I'm not, I'm not reflecting, I'm not reflecting my negative energy right. into this pod. This right. is genuinely how I feel. However, the anger is not helping in my delivery. So <laughs> even if I love it, I'm probably going to sound like a cunt, but that's fine. And you know what? I'm allowed, I'm allowed to feel this way. So yes, you are. Uh, with that being said, let's get Annalie's opinion. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree here. I'm twinkling this. i I agree that that intro was way, was unnecessary. It was too long. I didn't really know what was being said either. Um, and then she came out and I was like, oh, she's doing Medusa. And that whole intro was, I suppose, the story of Medusa. Um, but she looks so good. And I thought she was giving a sexy performance here, like of this woman who's like gonna come and just seduce you. And she looked really, really good. And again, taking these pictures was was, was really, really fun. So I'm twinkling this girl. Yep, when you wish upon a star, sometimes the stars don't listen. Uh, speaking <laughs> of stars, this next diva, Iris Miller uh, came out and she did the evil queen. And this number, was so iconic this iconic. this was what i've been needing from iris this entire competition like mm -hmm. this was so good our delivery from start to finish was really really good she did a good job yeah. this is what i need to see from her so uh great performance from iris really loved this it's a complete twinkle for me yeah it's a 100 it's twinkle this is twinkle twinkle little star this is amazing uh i love First of all, I I was there. She made an apple because she poured a bunch of liquid into a bowl. I believed every single moment. I believed Iris was the evil queen. She gave such a good performance. This was good. This was some good ass shit right here. It was so very good. Yeah. 
Twinkle. I will say the mirror was a little dirty. Looked like a. <laughs> you know. You're right. The mirror couldn't tell who really was the fairest of them all because it was so dirty it couldn't see straight. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you it. can see you can see the dirty mirror. I believe in one of my photos. So go check those out. I love um, it. So long story yeah. short, Iris can use the money that she won from that night to buy some Windex, <laughs> some glass cleaner, honey. Um, speaking of cleaning, this next girl has been cleaning up the competition each week, and tonight literally was no different. I thought she looked really good. I loved the number, loved the look. Shanice has this energy about her. She's just compelling to watch. She's always high energy, and I thought it was really good. Um, I just think that Iris being right before her, like it was such a powerful, strong number that like there was no way that anyone was topping it. So, uh, but Shanice did a good job. Shanice did good. I'm giving it a twinkle. It was good. Yeah, I'm giving it a twinkle as well. I love, uh, she did Cruella DeVille. She's got black, she's got white. She had a, like a Dalmatian coat kind of thing. Um, I love the red heels. She looks good. She was having fun. I'm twinkling this as well. Um, so next up, we had the I Need a Hero round, which was the second round of the performances. And we had Miss Mary Jane Gagdalin, who came out as Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Yes. yes. And um, in the performance, she went from Goku to the, the Super Saiyan Goku. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Yeah, you're Super Saiyan something. Um, <laughs> I, here's the thing, this number, Mary came out on a 10 and she was at a 10 the entire time. There was no buildup in the number. There was nowhere for the number to go. Yeah. And I also feel like the number was way too long. Like she could have yeah. cut out a minute and a half of it. She was definitely just cranked up to 11 the whole time. Yeah. And sadly, okay. I have to give it, I have to give it a, uh, this is a villain. So we're doing heroes and villains. This number is Dr. Evil. It's just, I can't, I can't get behind it. So it's a villain. Yeah, I, uh, this was another one where I really enjoyed the concept of it. Uh, I need a hero, uh, an anime character. It, it was, it was a lot. And I wasn't really sure. I just wasn't sure, you know? So ultimately, I'm gonna give this a villain as well. But it was fun, you know. I can't, I can't hate it. Uh, so next up, we've got Julia Jolie Times, who came out as Catwoman and did a very sexy number, um, where she, honestly she was crawling around like a cat. She had a whip with her. Um, honestly, I was here for for this performance 100%. This was a hero to me. Catwoman is a hero. Look at her. She's rolling around everywhere. I will say I wish she would have had a heel, but I get it. Like it would have been, I guess, hard to to pull a lot of what she was doing off in, in heels. But this is definitely a hero for me. Yeah, the lack of a shoe is really making my pussy hurt. Um, I don't necessarily know if I think, I don't think this number was the best we've seen out of Julia, but I didn't hate it. Um, she looked powerful. She looked cool. She pulled some tricks we haven't seen her do before. She did like a cartwheel into a, a half split. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's cute. I'll give it a, it's, this is the softest hero I can give. This is, this is, uh, this is a sidekick. This is, this is a Robin. <laughs> 
got it. Love it. Um, and still a Batman reference, which is great. Uh, next up, we had Iris LaFleur, who didn't... Uh, it wasn't like a, a specific hero. Um, the hero, I think here, was just a person who was very proud. She had a like a superhero outfit, um, and... You know, she looked like Wonder Woman, like a blonde Wonder Woman. Um, and I'm going to give this a hero. This was really fun to watch. Yeah, I really enjoyed this number. I think that the reason why this number stuck out for me so much is because before she started her number, she asked to use the mic and said this really beautiful message, and it really moved me. And the, the number happened, and it the movement never stopped. You know what I'm saying? So I have to commend Iris on this. I thought it was a really good number, and tonight was just her night. Tonight oh, really was here. Yes, uh, and then next up, we had Miss Shanice, who was giving us Storm. And this was really, really fun. Um, there is a moment where she just twirl, twirl, twirls, and I live. I th- literally thought she was going to turn into a tornado. Um, this was fun for me. I enjoyed I enjoyed this one. I'm going to give it a hero. I think that the number itself was solid, and I have to commend her for turning it every week. I mean, she literally is dancing her ass off and she looks great. So it's obviously a hero. I just want a little bit, I just want her to push herself. And with the finale coming, Shanice was sent home and she got brought back. She has the opportunity to take this entire thing after getting another chance. So for the finale, I'm really hoping that she can push herself outside the box and do something amazing. So for the runway, the category was Avant Garden and the Divas were challenged to showcase a high concept look that resembles like looks you would see in a rose garden. First up was Mary and Mary came out in this rose look, very high fashion. Um, I think that this is a bloom. I think it's really good. And you guys will quickly realize that these looks are all blooms, but this, this was definitely a bloom for me. It was cute. If I had to critique it, because this is a comparative situation, you know, only one can be the best. My thing about it was the top half just looks like a bunch of tutus on on the top. Now, if that bodysuit at the bottom would have been like what she revealed into during the runway, I think it would have been a lot more powerful. But um, overall, it's definitely a bloom. It's cute. Yeah, it's a bloom for me. I really like the way she performed this. Um, you know, she she bent over and she would like turn into the flower. I do love the the green that she has underneath with the thorns. Here's my thing. I kind of wish she would have gone just very extra with this. Like put more tool on, cover your face. Just be like this giant, beautiful ball. Cause uh, like the way that it looks on her, it just kind of looks like a deflated flower. I just wanted like more. I wanted it to be higher and bigger, but this ultimately is a full, full bloom. I just wanted it. I want it. It could have been more. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we had Jalea Jolie Times, who, oh my God. Y'all, I am going to, I have to just say this is a, Flawless this is victory. the bloomiest bloom I've ever bloomed in my life. Jalea looks fucking good. She is like this black flower that has pink rose petals and like this, uh, like, I guess like these little kind of diamond encrusted rhinestones. It's just fucking good. Her body is sick. She looked amazing. I love the mask she has. This is a bloom. Yep. It's a solid bloom. Flawless There's nothing victory. wrong with it at all. It's honestly probably one of the best looks to ever be on the stage. So yeah. Congrats to Julia for eating the shit out of everybody else in this runway. Like, this was a perfect 10 for me. No issues at all. Zero. 
Zero percent. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. it's the top boom for me. I, it's it's it just is what it How is. How could it not be? How could it not? Literally, so fucking good. Like you can't touch Jalea on the runway. I agree. Um, I will say though, our next contestant, which is Iris Lafleur. Look at this fucking shit. This is beautiful. She is a sunflower. Um, the the sunflower is a hat. She looks so good. She's like a she's like a, a a sunflower going going to church or something. You know what I mean? I don't. Well, not church because she ain't going there. Look at her. Um, this just whatever. She looks so 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 beautiful here. This is a full flawless victory. Look at her. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Iris looks amazing. I mean, she looks great. You can't really you can't really clock all the perfection that happened this night. Like this was really really good. So it is a win for me. Victory. Same win for me. Bloom for me, bloom for me. Bloom, bloom for me, bloom. And our final rose to be um, walking the runway this night is Miss Shanice Cassadine, who came on the runway in this beautiful pink gown with this beautiful embellishment of flowers, this beautiful floral headpiece, a bouquet. I mean, this is gorgeous. She looks so pretty. This is Flawless a bloom for me for victory. sure. Yeah, it's a definite bloom. Flawless she looks great. Victory. She's giving me midsummer vibes like, with all the flowers <laughs> in her hair. I just think compared to Jalea's runway, no one touched Jalea. But I definitely love this this concept that, that Shanice went with. It's just, it was overshadowed. I mean, Jalea overshadowed everybody in the room. There was not a single bitch that looked better than her. She was the best looking bitch all night. Um, any, uh, we already said top bloom. Any um, trend alerts? I think tonight the trend alert was perfection because this was really the first time that every single person on the runway ate the fuck out of the run. You know what I mean? Like there was really, even with like Mary, who I know it sounded earlier like I was shitting on her look. I don't hate her look at all. I think it's really cool and it's very high fashion. And the thing is these girls turned it out on this runway. I think they should all be so proud of their looks because that was like next level drag. That was pushing themselves. I'm very yeah. proud of them. Yeah. So definitely it's for me, good. it's, you know, perfection would be my my trend alert what about you yeah i well my trend alert is gonna be actually uh headpieces yeah yeah headpieces for sure um so that's my trend alert well, well we uh that was our dooms and blooms and when we come back we are going to be chatting with our good judy from texas y'all miss amology raven are you excited to talk to amology Oh, I'm so excited to talk to Amology. This is like the first local queen that I got to know and be obsessed with. So, so super excited to talk to her and we will be back. All right. Bye. Okay, y'all. I am so, oh, wait, wait, wait. Welcome back. I hope you had a lovely break. Um, I am still fangirling right now over this guest that we have. Um, her name is Amology Raven. She is a queen who I believe is based out of West Texas. Um, Amology, say hi. Yes, hi everybody. You're making me sound much bigger than I really am. Well, I mean, I'm big because I eat a lot, but bigger, you know. Than... <laughs> I was, I was going to say. <laughs> I got to get to the joke before you do. I've already heard y'all. Are we allowed, if we, if we have a slip of a cuss word, is that okay on here? Girl, you can cuss like a sailor if you want. We are yeah. open to okay. vulgarities. Yes. Yeah. 
I was going to say no fun if we can. I was like, oh, well, there goes 40 minutes of our 45 minute interview. <laughs> It's very thank that you guys big. for having us. I'm so glad and I'm 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 glad to be able to do this and chit chat with you girls. Kiki for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. We are I would say right now this podcast is pretty well known in the Arkansas uh, Memphis area and so I'm really excited for other people who don't really know you to be able to to hear from you, hear about you, go look at you um cuz I, I I really think that you're such a fabulous performer. Very yes, fun. Give me some gigs, girl over yes. there. <laughs> You better work, bitch. Yeah, come on, Trust marketing. Um, I want to know, I think we should just dive right into it. I want to yes. know all about you. How did you get started in, in the career field of drag? How'd you get started? Okay, so I just, I, I started drag. I went out and I, I remember going out. It was my first bar. I was only 17 years old I, I, or 16, 17. I was just sneaking out. There's nothing to do in Lubbock, West Texas, you know, but to go to bars, you know. <laughs> So I, I was sneaking out and I, I remember going to my first show and there was one that looked just like Selena. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, is that Selena? And it was a guy. And I, and I kept asking, I was like, that's a man. I was like, what? So they were like, yeah, they do shows on these days. So we went to a show and I, I was just like, oh my God. And I had no idea of doing it. I just, I just loved watching it. And one day uh, I met a friend and we we're like, let's try to do drag and let's, you know, I was like, let's do a show. You know, all the new girls, we always try to get in benefit shows or something, you know, where we can just, we, we know we can get in. It's not a showcast that they're trying to raise money. And that's usually how you can get your first, you, you know, your foot in. So we did a benefit show and I did Selena and it was right when she passed away. So that helped me a lot too, because everybody was like, ah, Selena. So they wanted to- Showing encore. your age, Amology. Uh, Showing your right. age. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was when Selena was, uh, I, you know, I'm only 12 right now. <laughs> period no she's been gone how many years already oh my gosh that's right let's let's start recording and record this <laughs> yeah so so i did selena and i went out there i remember i was about i was gonna throw up and i was like don't put me i don't want to do it no more i was so scared and it was my turn i just went out there and man it was like an experience like no other and i was like i, I kind of like this and people really liked me and you know, so I kept doing it and i i was i, I wasn't the normal you know uh, everybody here now they're all there's no tits and no this and that. And I'm like, girl, I've been doing that since 1966, honey. <laughs> but that's really how I got my name. You know, I, I was doing all the crazy things and, you know, doing all the wild. And so that, and I was setting my part as myself apart from everybody. And, and that's how it started. I do want to know, because when I think of Texas, I think of like the big cities like Houston, Dallas, yeah. Austin, and those have very different types of drag scenes. And uh, what is, how would, you describe the drag scene in in West Texas and how do you how has it changed since you started so when we first started it was not like now you can see a drag club at every restaurant every you know every club now everybody's trying to do drag brunches and drag this and drag that back then we had one place that you could go to and you would go out you'd have to walk with a group out the door because people would walk, come by and beat people up and they were throwing stuff at you and you know, we were the ones to get picked on and the gay bar was right there in the middle of uh, on Broadway here. So, you know, so we went through a lot. I saw a lot of people getting beat. My friends can beat up, but we had to run and we had we weren't accepted. And then finally, you know, we were like, we've had enough. You know, I was like, we had enough. And we started, you know, really like going out. We would first start going out to eat at restaurants and stuff. <laughs> you know, after the club, you're hungry. So we would go and drag and 
we would still get picked on, but we were still, we would start making friends and people started seeing that, Hey, these are regular people, you know, and that's how you have to do it. Like you have to go out there. A lot of people, a lot of these Queens, they automatically go to, um, very offended. And I got to, you know, but if you just chill and just talk to people, that, that's what really changes their minds. Like, I, I guess that's, what's really helped me with my MCing is because I don't, I know that like, I know how to take it down. I know where a person's coming from. I know when to fall back or how to talk to people. And I think that's just really helped me with emceeing too. But, you know, the clubs back then, it was, it was hard. It was hard for us. And, and now you can go anywhere. And that's what I, I really want these new girls to know that, hey, Lubbock, Texas went through all that that you see in New York that, you know, a lot of fighting, a lot of bullying, a lot of beating up. That happened here in good old Lubbock, Texas that we went through that I saw, you know, I, I would really like for them to be more appreciative, but you know, these bitches. <laughs> well, no. if you're a West, a West Texas uh, gal listening, you, you better listen to Amology. She knows what she's talking about. Yes. I got I almost got beat up just for you, girl. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and she right. said, if you don't listen, she's going to beat your ass up too, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> very bad. I want to know, you seem like a very fun person. How did you find yourself in a position of emceeing? How did you, how'd you come into that? So this, um, we, we were at the gay bar for a while. It was called Captain Hollywood. And a new bar, a new bar was opening up. It was bigger and better. And it, you know, it was called Luxor. And we were like, oh my gosh, we want to go over there. And, you know, they were offering more pay and it was just a bigger space. It was a huge bar. And and we were like, so we went there and, you know, I, I was in the very first show there at Club Luck Store and we did a couple of months and, and, and then, uh, you know, some things didn't work out with the MCs there. And we were, it was during the middle of a show, every single one of them quit, walked out. And well, no, there was about two other ones. There was me and two other. And we just sat there and we're like, do we do the show? There was a crowd out there. I was like, what do we do? Like they were, they walked out because they wanted to just stop the show. And I was like, no, we, I, I didn't want to do that. So I grabbed the mic and I walked out there and I emceed the show with me and those other two people. And after that, you can't shut me the hell up. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. I never wanted to be an MC. I was the shyest person. On, I never would talk on the mic all those years doing shows. You know, well, it was about three, maybe three to five years that I did shows without talking, you know, emceeing, just performing. And I hated the mic. I never wanted attention. I would go out there and do my show and walk right off the stage. And that's what happened. Like everybody had quit. So I was like, no, we're going to still do the show. There's people out there coming to see it, coming to see us, you know? And so I got the, I got on the mic and I emptied that show. And, uh, you know, and, and at the end of the show, I would say, God bless you. And everybody was like, you know, that was the big thing. They were like, I can't believe she's saying God bless you at the end of a show, you know? So, you know, that was making a lot of, you know, people started attracting to that and my little saying. And so I did, that's how I started emceeing. I, I never planned to be an MC. I just, you know, that's how I, I started emceeing. I, I didn't plan on it. I hated the mic, but I knew the show had to go on and I just did it. And, and I, it caught on, thankfully, because now I'm ugly. I need to be an MC. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm glad you know that you're ugly um, on this podcast called Are We Pretty? Um, no, actually, yeah, I really... I remember the first time, well, I don't remember the first time that I, that I saw you, but I do remember like when I used to go to the drag shows, cause I never, I never had really gone to a drag show until I moved to Lubbock. Um, and I just remember being like, damn, this bitch is so fucking hilarious. She's so fun to listen to. She's a really great performer. Do you feel like you've always been like a funny kind of entertainer or did that not really happen until you started doing drag and emceeing? 
Well, but that didn't happen until I started gaining weight and stopped being able to dance. <laughs> Because when I first started, I was skinny. I was gorgeous. I wanted to be a woman. I was doing hormones. I had long hair down to my ass. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was pretty, you know, and so everybody was like, wow, I was the new, you know, I can't believe that's a man. And, you know, I was, that's how, and then I, I kind of, I I fell off and I was like, do I really want to be a girl? And I I wrestled with that for a little bit, you know, and and I was like, no, I don't. So I wanted to drag and uh, I stopped doing everything, hormones and stuff like that, and just started gaining weight. And, <laughs> and and that's when I started, you know, really taking, I was like, well, you know, emceeing is kind of my thing, like, you know, just just talking and stuff. So I, I really enjoyed it. And you, I, so many years gone by me doing it that I, you know, kind of not perfected it, but I, I kind of know how to work the audience and, and, and look and see like, well, this is this type of audience, that's that type of audience. And kind of go with it so I'm pretty good at that I like I like to say I am so but that's how that all happened poor me <laughs> now I'm bad after being MC I can't do the splits or nothing no more so you got to stay in the game you got to stay in the game somehow honey <laughs> relevant <laughs> I'm curious to know if you had any advice for someone who maybe wants to get into hosting what's something you would tell them that's like you have to know this in order to be good at it you have to know not to take people seriously you know that there, there's people there that are intoxicated, drunk. They're going to walk on the stage. They're going to probably say something they don't know they're saying because they're drunk. You have to have a thick shell. You have to know that, hey, we're there for good fun. You cannot be mean to people. You can't say mean things. You have to, I mean, you can read somebody, but you have, you have to know how to take it to the place where, hey, I'm just joking. It's just a fun little read, but it's kind of serious and they take you serious that way. You know, they, they know that you mean it, but they know it's coming from, you know, hey, it's, I'm being just a funny bitch, just like you are too. So they take it more serious. Like, don't take it so seriously. Just relax and know your crowd. You know, you can't be mean to people. As soon as you start being hateful and mean and they get like, oh, oh this bitch is really mad or she's really telling me off, you know, then it turns everybody off and it just ruins the whole mood. You have to know how, you have to, you have to, you have to be funny the same time as you're being serious it's difficult it's really difficult but you you uh, if you're a good mc you know how to control it do you have any like interesting or fun stories of uh maybe a hosting experience that went wrong <laughs> oh gosh what? i have to know <laughs> I, I don't i know I'm trying the to man say. came out in that laugh <laughs> <laughs> right well i had to cough i was like no you don't <laughs> cough i never gag or cough right but oh, it's a first. This podcast <laughs> is the first. <laughs> You're welcome. That's how um, we do. Okay. Well, I, I think one time I was hitting on this guy on stage and I was like, oh, you're so sexy and blah, blah, blah. And the, there was a girl next to him. And I was like, oh, daddy. And then I was like, and who is this? And he was like, my mom. <laughs> I was like, your mom. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so there, I've been to plenty of shows where like, the there's an MC just because they're hosting the show, but they're not really like hosting or being a really uh, a, a true MC. They're just introducing the next performer and then, yeah. you know, the performer comes out. Um, what do you feel like? I don't know. Is that happening where you are in in West Texas? Does that happen a lot or, or um, are, I, it, are there it, other it MCs? Is. Are you the only one? It does. It happens a lot. Like, you know, and I and I see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff that I do and kind of the sound which is good because, you know, you want to leave something when you die. You want these girls to try, you know, you want to leave that, which I don't mind. But, you know, 
but you do see a lot, like you said, they're just bringing out the girls and then the next week they're, you know, West Texas biggest MC. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, just do your Tager dues and just, you know, that's like, you know, some guy asked me too, he was like, what's your best advice? I want to do drag here. I was like, what's your best? I was like, you know, just give these girls, these older girls, you know, their due, like respect them, you know? And, and I know a lot of people were like, well, you got to give it to receive it. But, you know, we went through a lot. So sometimes these new girls are like, well, we want you to support us. We want you to support us. We're, we're the new ones. But they forget that we went through a lot so they could be there, you know? And, and it's sometimes saying thank you it, it goes a long way, you know? I forgot what we're talking about. No, <laughs> no you, you answered the question perfectly. Uh, I, I had, yeah. I just had asked like, um, oh, you know what it was? I asked like a million. Oh questions. yeah, the MC, just bringing out <laughs> yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, in case it hasn't been clear, today we are talking to Amology about hosting and emceeing and what, what the experience is like for, for Amology. So j- just to catch everybody up. Girl, I think by now they figured out that we are so unorganized. Girl, they, they, if they can't read the fucking title, they need to go back to preschool and quit listening to our fucking podcast, bitch. Yes, it's and that makes bad. it better. Unscripted and unrehearsed makes it a lot better. <laughs> Unscripted, unrehearsed, and unprofessional. That is the podcast motto, honey. And uncut. I'd bear back. (laughs) Not uncut, bear back. I can't. Get checked. Y'all need to get checked. Go get checked every month or three months, however, whatever it is. (laughs) Right? But yes, I was not supposed to be an MC. It just happened. And now you can't shut me up. I just put on Facebook. I was like, I'm about to do a 45 minute to an hour long podcast. I don't know if I can talk that much. (laughs) <laughs> oh oh you can uh and if you can't we we, we will definitely get get you together um yes. <laughs> for people who um don't know anything about texas or west texas what would you wait maybe i already asked this the question i was going to ask though is like what is how would you describe the west texas drag scene um it's very clicky right now like it's Ooh. very um it's very uh I don't know. I, I guess we, we do have drag families and they're all, you know, but it's very this club against that club or this against that. And, you know, and, and I kind of fed into that when I was late. You know, now I'm kind of like, you're in Mology. You don't need to be dealing with this bullshit. <laughs> you know, so I've kind of like backed off a bit and just let everybody else run crazy. And but it's very that. It, it, and the bad thing about me is that, you know, I've done it so long. Like, if anybody wants to come for drag, they're going to come for me because, you know, I'm the face of it. I'm the one, you know. So everybody attacks me uh, so they can look like, oh, my God, did you see that bitch just told homology that, you know, and they want to get points for telling me shit. So it's name really hard. them. Say their names. We'll box <laughs> the them. We'll I'm going to box them. <laughs> no, actually, we, we, we will bleep their name. <laughs> Listen, we're messy as fuck. This is a messy fucking podcast. If you listen to any other episode, I promise you, there's like 50 fucking bleeps. It's not our fault. Everyone here sucks. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, you know, so it's, it's been really difficult. Like, I have to bite yeah. my tongue so much. And mm-hmm. the minute I say something, like, you're just an old, bitter bitch. I'm like, well, yes, I am old, but not a bitter bitch. <laughs> But, you know, so I can't really say anything. So talking to these podcasts like this, I've done another one before, uh, maybe two. You know, it, it really, I, I love to join because I, I, I get to talk about all the juicy shit that I can't really on Facebook because everybody goes crazy. So I, I put on there that we're going to spill some tea, a lot of tea on this one. So we'll get some good viewers. Believe me, they want to know what I got to say. 
I'm so excited. Yes. I do want to know, is Luxor still open or like, where are you, where do you perform in West Texas? Are you currently in Lubbock? uh, Yes, I'm in Lubbock. I'm at Rewind. It's in the Depot District. Do you remember the Depot District when you were here? Yeah. It's like kind of like a sixth street. It has all the bars up and down. You know, I was like, yeah, I want to be at the gay bar. You know, I was there 20, 20 years at Luxor. I was there since day one. That's that's my baby. That's always going to be my baby. You know that I built that from the day up, you know, and I, I was like, but, you know, it's so small here. It's the same gay, you know, people that go out. They're very judgmental. <laughs> they, you know, they don't come to a show to tip you. They come to read your ass. They're like, bitch, you're wearing that again. You know, so, you know, so I was like, I go, I go, I love y'all, you know, but I got to go to the straight folks. <laughs> no. You know, I, I, I wanted to re- I wanted to try to reach out my name bigger. You know, I wanted to reach a straight, you know, crowd, a demographic here and try to build my name bigger. You know, a lot of a lot of them here are just happy with their one or two little clicks that are coming to see them. I'm not like I want my name out there. I want I want to reach a bigger, you know, with the straight people. And, and you go to if you go to the straight straight places, you do drag like you can look like me and I come out and they go crazy. They're like, ah like you're the best thing ever and I'm ugly as hell and they're like ah you know they are just living for me so that's what I want you know I don't want to walk out and the gays are just like this stupid bitch is wearing this again (laughs) but you know in the depot it's constantly different people coming in and out so you can wear the same thing and they don't know they've never seen you in that and they're just living for you they're ready to have a good time and it's just it's really, but the place that I'm at is very gay, uh, gay friendly. So the gays feel welcome there. That's the number one thing too, is that I got to make sure that the gay people that are coming out are feeling safe and are safe though. I'm not going to go anywhere where it's like, oh, you know, you know, I, 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 I still love my community. I'm not going to lead them to a place where, you know, just because I want fame, you know, <laughs> getting people beat up somewhere. So yeah, but it's very gay friendly. Rewind. That's where we're doing our drag. Luxor is still open. Uh, it's kind of like, the straight clubs now, they, they have straight nights and gay nights. They have their shows on Fridays and we have our shows on Sundays at Rewind. I got to put that plug in there because then, you know, they'll kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's cool that you have kind of made your way into uh, kind of that uh, depot district in Lubbock because I do remember it being very, very straight, very, very. Yes. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Lubbock is... Um, a, a a college yeah, it, it, yeah it's a it's a college town uh texas tech university shout out um and that is wild do you did you get any hate when you first made your way out into the depot district yes. Or, yeah yes um well when i first went i was like you know i left luxor i was on my own i left the whole drag thing and i was like i want to be in the depot so they put me at the door I was in drag at the door, you know, and I was kind of like in Vegas where those people are just trying to get you to come into the club. You know, I was, uh, I I sat there and I was like, Emology, you've been doing drag 20 something years. And here you are in the middle, uh, working a door, pulling people into a club. And these, some of these men that were like, oh my God, you faggot, you know, you're this and that. And I was like, Emology, really? You've done all this work for the community. And here you are working at a door being called a faggot, being called a homo, being called a sicko, you know, uh, but, but because I wanted to get into that bar and he gave me a, ch- a chance. So I was like, well, this is my foot in, you know, so I, I took it, you know, but I'm very good at, you know, saying, you know, you know, there would be like, look at that faggot. And I'll start looking around and be like, where, where, you know, <laughs> 
So I, I kind of deferred the situation and it would bring people in the club. You know, that's how I mean, like, you got to know how to talk to people and stuff and, and, and brush it off. You got to have a thick skin. You can't get offended by every single thing. That's what's really set me apart from everybody here is that, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, you know, I'm not offended. I know I'm, I'm, I know who I am. I know what I'm not. And I know that when somebody calls you out your name, it, it's, if you respond to it, then that's probably what you are. If you don't respond to it, then, you know, you don't give them that power. So that's, I'm very good at that. So, <laughs> so that's helped me along too. But I was at the door working there and I was like being called all this. And then one day, you know, it slows down when school's out. Like you said, we're a college city. So it slows down. Like right now we're slowing down. Everybody's getting ready for holidays. And I said, hey, give me a Sunday. I was like, I want to try to do a drag show. Give me a Sunday. And he finally said, okay, let's do it. And man, it, it's been packed ever since we've done that. And he saw that, he, you know, there was a want for it, a need for it here. And he was like, let's do it, you know. And he used to own Club Heaven. Do you remember Club Heaven? When Ooh, you were I remember there? Heaven, y'all. I remember Heaven, yes. The Foam Night. Did you ever go to Foam Nights on Thursdays at Club Heaven? I never went to a foam night, um, but I, I, I remember seeing pictures from them. Uh, it yeah. was nasty. I never went to that's, one, how, that's how you would catch the Raider Rash, honey. Going to and that's why I never night. went. <laughs> Do you know the Raider Rash, right? Yep. Never caught it because I never went to heaven. <laughs> I think no, there's well, a well, for no, that. No, you catch it just go, sleeping around at Texas Tech. I've had it five times and I'm not even a student. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Jesus> out. Okay. <laughs> Wow. But yes, that's so, you know, Club Heaven and they did all it. So now that I was like, let's do it. And he he used to bring, he brought RuPaul actually to Lubbock at Club Heaven here. And um, I forgot what year it was, but RuPaul has been here and been there to Club Heaven. And he he's the owner. Rewind, the owner now of Rewind was the owner of Heaven. It was one of the biggest gay bars here, you know. And he brought all these superstars, RuPaul. And, and so he knew about drag, but he just stopped doing it. So I, I was like, give me a shot. And now it's taking off. Like we're doing so good. We're bringing so many RuPaul girls, you know, here coming up. And, you know, I've been, I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of RuPaul girls here in Lubbock, you know, and hang out with them. I'm sure we're going to talk about that, right? Talk about <laughs> I, I do want to know, uh, I, t- I asked earlier if you had any advice. I want to know, is there anything you would say never to do ever on a mic? Like, is there one thing that's like forbidden, bitch? If you say it, you're out. What is it? You don't want to say any racial slurs, you know, anything like that. Nothing racial, nothing, anything like that is out. Yeah, I never, ever, ever said anything like that. Anything like that that's going to offend anybody, that's people, you know, of color or anything, that's that, that that's completely off. You don't say anything like that. And I, and I know people are saying it now in songs. I don't even do songs that say it now that I, you just stay away from that. Yeah. Or you don't come for me. If you come for me, then you're out, bitch. <laughs> No. Well, speaking of being out, we are going to uh, take a very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be answering some juicy listener questions. So guys, stick around, listen to the commercials and uh, we'll be right back. Bye. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, permatease for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig 
that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. I know this club where everybody goes because they always turn the sickest drag shows. And just so everybody knows, the best place to party is Atomic Rose. Atomic Rose is the place to be every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, Bella's a Ball kicks off the weekend in the Rose Garden at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. Then on Saturday, comes the a drag show extravaganza that includes three rounds of entertainment in Dubal Room at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. And round out your weekend on Sunday. It's a rainbow brunch show with Bella Duball at 12.30. Enjoy a full brunch menu by an award-winning chef starting at 11 a.m. Then join Patio Furniture as she takes over at 2 p.m. for Bingo with Patio. Not to mention, Atomic Rose has a great selection of drinks, delicious food, captivating performances, a live twerk contest with prizes, as well as so much more. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram at Atomic Rose Memphis for all of the latest updates. Atomic Rose is fun for everyone. And at the end of every show, you'll leave with just one question. Are you not entertained? Welcome back from the break. Yes. Um, Amology, what did you do over the break? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it, bitch. We can hear no, it. You better not be saying you said this was only a, a call, not a video. You better not be looking at no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, girl, there's cameras in your house. We sent a drone. Yeah. Uh, our, our, team is, uh, our team is on that, yeah. Well, at least drop a fucking taco from the drone or something. Shut up. I'm hungry. <laughs> Speaking of dropping things, we're going to go ahead and drop this first question on you guys. Yes, uh, okay. So this is um, a two-part question. The first part, it's actually a statement. They want us to pick a celeb. So everyone pick a celebrity. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Britney Spears. I'll go with Jennifer Lopez. And I'm going to go with Tyra Banks. Okay, and now they want to know Kai Kai Kiki Kill. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to kick you with J-Lo. Uh, Was that the right answer? We got quiet. Who, <laughs> yeah. You, so you, who so would you kai kai kiki kill? Who are you doing? Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Probably I'll kill Tyra because she's pretty bitch. No, Kelly. <laughs> so what? Okay, what was it? Kai kai uh, kiki? Kill. What's kai kai? Kai kai is... Uh, I think it's like having sex, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's fisting. Oh! Yeah, you got it. Well, probably I'll Kai Kai with Brittany. She seems like the more sluttiest. And I'll Kiki with J-Lo and get rid of Tyra because there's only one room for su- one supermodel here. <laughs> and I hear you take up a lot of room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, just so much. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to Kiki with all three of them uh, because I am gay. Um, and then I might <laughs> kill all of them afterwards. Right, because they already gay. know all your teeth, so we gotta get because rid of I'm, bitches. <laughs> right, bury, bury that bitch. What about you, Bonnelly? Um, I'm going to Kiki with Brittany because I fucking love her and I just want to talk to her. Free Brittany. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Kikiing with Brittany. I'm going to Kai Kai with Jennifer Lopez because it's fucking Jennifer Lopez. Why not? Um, 
actually, I could not handle Jennifer Lopez, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I could either. <laughs> I, I just couldn't. And then um, I, it would make me sad, but I'm going to kill Tyra Banks. She is too much. No, Tyra! But then who's going to host Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> uh, Amology Raven. Duh! Good she's, she's in Seeing Everywhere. Yeah, so let's get rid of that bitch. I need Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Speaking of getting rid of things, Annalie, do you want to get rid of this next question? This is a lot. I need to catch my breath because this is a long ass question. <clears throat> Everybody <laughs> buckle up. Here we go. All right. Hi, ladies. I need advice. A few weeks ago, I stole the wig from a queen's stuff. She had all her stuff laid out everywhere in the dressing room. It wasn't on purpose. I just happened to grab it thinking it was mine. Here's the issue. This is wild. Here's the issue. This girl is a bitch, like a major bitch. <laughs> I'm afraid to confess that I took it because I feel like she might twist it and try to cancel me or maybe even hurt me. What should I do? I've considered throwing it away, but it's an expensive looking wig. Lots of love. Thanks, ladies. Wow. Um, I think she said send it to me. If she's far away, I'll wear it. She'll never see it on me. <laughs> send it to me. I'm going to send it to me. I need some good wigs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to second that. Send it to Amology. Um, I don't have any room for any more wigs because I'm so rich with things. Uh, so you can send it to this bitch. Uh, yeah, that is in actuality, you might want to like burn the wig, honestly. Like get rid of the evidence. You stole it. Right. Just Or or just, uh, you know, be a secret Santa and Santa came all of a sudden and left the Don't own up to it if the bitch is going to hit you. Right. That just, you know, secretly mail it to her or something. And, uh, you know, it's never nobody would know. And just, you know, hey, I got my wig back. You know, maybe she she's high and she didn't remember and say I left it in my mailbox. You know, <laughs> um, no, I, I think this person should go on RuPaul's Drag Race and wear the wig every single episode. That's what I oh, think. Aiden Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I can't. I can't. We better stop. Uh, who is the most famous person you have ever worked with? Oh my God, that's a good one. I don't know. I, I think the one we were most proud of was, oh gosh, what was her name that just won? Oh my God. I don't even Simone? Remember. Simone? I don't remember what her name. No, not Simone. Um, it, It's been like two or three years. It, it, oh God. <laughs> Aquaria, is it Aquaria? Aquaria was a winner, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we always wanted to just bring a winner. We've always brought like season one girls or season five. We've never actually hosted a winner right off the show. And and I was at Luxor and and he brought her and we, I, I, we were just, we were so excited. We we're like, we finally got a winner right off the show. Like it was maybe one month after she won and it was a big deal for West Texas, you know, because it, it was just fresh off the show. So I think that's one of the ones, the biggest ones that I've worked with. But yeah, I've worked you know, everywhere. I don't want to just say that because I've worked with so many girls. Like, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. I'm going to say, let, let's take a moment to talk about that because I, I actually think that's really a really cool thing about your experience as a drag performer and being an MC and hosting in, in Lubbock, Texas is y'all have had a lot of, you know, really famous drag queens um, yeah. come through. I, I remember the one of the one of the first ones that I ever saw was Yara Sofia. Um, and she that she was would... my birthday show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's really she's kooky, just like on TV, like just out there. Like it was so fun. It was my birthday. And she was like, hurry up, bitch. I'm always late. She was like, hurry up, bitch. So you know her little accent. Like, hurry up. I was like, what? What do you say? 
but yeah, she's like, she's a hoot. She's crazy, like crazy. Like what you see on TV is her. She's crazy. <laughs> what has that been like for you? Uh, it being able to to bring in, um, you know, really famous drag performers. For being from West Texas, you know, uh, being able to have built a show here, like a real audience where people are actually coming to pay money and interested, that's a very uh, proud moment for me, you know, because, man, I remember uh, when Heaven opened up, everybody left Luxor, you know, it was a new bar, just like we left to go to Luxor, everybody left there. And I was loyal and I was like, hey, I'm Tim here, you know, let's keep going. I was performing for maybe two or three people in that huge club. You know, and then I just kept going and going and going and going. And little by little, everybody started coming back and wanted to get booked. And I, it, it became a real show. Like, it was a, a dead-ass real show. People were paying and wanting to come. And, you know, I built an audience. Like, that place can hold maybe five, six, seven hundred people. And we would hit capacity. That's how many people were coming in. You know, so we were like, well, let's start bringing bigger guests, RuPaul girls. And, you know... I'm very proud of myself for being able to put a show together and host a show that people take seriously. Straight people are like, let's go see that. You know, people are like, Let, we're going to pay you our hard work money that we just made to come see you. So that, you know, that's that's one of the proudest things. And that's why we started bringing the RuPaul girls, you know, and how we can afford it is because the support that we have here, you know. Who was the worst RuPaul girl you ever, ever worked oh. with? I have oh to Oh my know. gosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'll, say the I'll name. Bleep, I I'll bleep. The I'll bleep the name. Just tell us. I'll bleep. The you name. will I not swear. bleep it. I swear I'll bleep we it. We will bleep it. We will bleep it's it. Not, it rhymes with. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Uh, let's Girl, see. I'm it too, I don't know with... cars. I'm too gay. How do you say that? What is that? Um, is. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. She's saying. Got it. We right. will bleep it. I promise. Yeah, we'll bleep it. Okay, exactly. we got it. Though. I think yes. we got it. And I, you know, I was like, let's do it. I I set up a radio interview, and she was like, no, it's not on my contract. I am not doing. It. I was like, girl, just it's just a one. You know, it's radio. It's in your name out there. No, and you better be there for sound check. I want a sound check, but it just very. And she didn't even win the show. You know, it, she was coming off first runner up or second. I was like, bitch, you need to win, and you're acting like this. <laughs> Goddamn. God <laughs> wow that is but that was the word yeah that's when i Long really short. yeah at first i was kind of like oh yes bitch but then i was like bitch please you didn't even win <laughs> oh my god <laughs> shit <laughs> well don't tag wait who did who's the most famous person you've worked with miami oh fuck i forgot to answer it um, right i Who's the most famous? I probably Simone. Oh, you worked oh, with wow. Simone. Oh, yeah, you she, did. She, we started at the same club. So Wait, yeah, tell, tell say, us about that. That was like pre her being on Drag Race, obviously. So um, back before she got on the show, that's awesome. Her and the House of Avalon all worked at Sway in Little Rock, so they would always be there, and I would always go. Like when I first started drag, I looked terrible, by the way, like Bozo the Clown on meth. Um, literally <laughs> <laughs> looks terrible. Uh, but I would go to these parties that they would throw and they were so fun, so lit. Simone is so fucking nice. Definitely deserved to get on Drag Race and I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Uh, but fuck her because uh, she didn't take me with her. So, yeah. <laughs> 
for me, so um, I was a part of this thing called the Miss Rona pageant, which we've talked about before. Miami's also been in, in the first season. I was in the second season. And this was yep. like an online uh, pageant. Um, and we got to one of the one of the most famous people that I knew at the time, at least, yeah, that I've worked with is uh, Hollow Eve um, from from Dragula. And that yeah. was really, really cool because I got to get like critiques from Hollow and it, it was just really, really, really cool to, to be a part of. Yeah, I, I, I'm always so busy, like with getting every, the show ready and everything. I never really have time to really sit down and kiki behind the scenes with any of them. So I never really, you know, get to paint out. I think, you know, what was her name? Oh, crap. I don't remember anybody's names. Um, never That's mind. Okay. Don't do we'll just blame it. We'll blame it on your age. Yes, we'll blame it on the age and all the drama. Blame it on Let's the see. edit. Um, yes, blame it on the edit. <laughs> wow. All right. Blame it on the Thanks edit. You said it, bitch. Period. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm going to answer. I'm going to get this last question. And then, um, yeah. So here's the question. This one is a little bit more serious. Uh, maybe. Who knows? So what's your worst high school bully experience? And how do you think bullying affects the character of drag artists as they become adults? Um, I was bullied a lot in high school. I didn't even I didn't graduate. Um, I was I left uh, on my 11th grade year. It was horrible. I was the only one that was out. I've always been out. I've never hidden who I was, but it was so taboo back then and stuff. And all the guys were always, you know, like, you like guys, you're a faggot, you're a faggot, you know, and people would just laugh and laugh. And I, I would always skip school. I would I would run. I would go back to the house and just cry. And I, I didn't want to go. And finally, the teacher, the principal of staff sat down. They were like, hey, you know, this is going on. He's not coming in. Let's just send him to get his GD really quick and just, you know, send him away from here. I went and got that. And, you know, it, it did a lot to me. Like, it, it really, I was just so scared and afraid to talk to people, talk to men especially, you know, because I was like, oh, they're just going to call me a faggot. You know, they're not going to want to hang out with me. I got a lot, you know, and then um, I, it, it really affected me that way. I forgot where I was going with this, but, it, it, you know, I, I, I was scared to talk to people at all. And I did that. And and then, but I finally went out. Like I said, I, I, I saw a couple of more gay people and they were like, let's go to the gay bar. And we went and I was like, wow, there's a whole other life out there. There's a people like me. This was a place I could go, a safe place. And, you know, and that's how I started doing drag. And I started taking it, you know, once I, I saw people that were really following me and really looking to see what I was going to do, where I was going to be, what I was saying. That's when I said, Emology, hey, you got a platform. You got people's respect. You got people looking at you take this as a responsibility take this as something that's showing you that this is something that you need to be doing in, in your community and love it i it went back to like hey like be be who you wanted to see when you were being bullied you know like you know like somebody that you could have gone to so that's 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 how i really uh, made a name for myself too is because i I've, I've been i go i'll go there like I, I did a tattoo show where nobody's ever i walked in there did a drag show and people were just like but, but when they left, they were like, okay, it's accepting. Uh, you know, we, we did our first pride here. It was at a park and nobody, everybody was scared to go do it. I said, no, I'll do it. Everybody was like, well, what did we get shot or something? I stood up there and did it. And it, it went through and everybody was like, wow. You know, so I, you know, it, it, the Texas Tech show, we, we started it. I was putting the risers on my back, you know, on my back and putting them inside so we could have a stage at the Texas Tech show. And that just took off and took off and took off. And, 
you know, the last time I hosted, we had Alyssa Edwards in that place. We had to, we had to get another venue on tech. We had to open more doors. That show won an award, beat other seven universities, you know? So, you know, it, it, it hurt me bullying, but once I found my people and found other gays, that really helped me. And going into drag, like, I always tell people, like, I didn't, I didn't go to school. I didn't, practice to be this so sometimes I might not say the right thing sometimes I might not do what they what I was supposed to do but uh, you know I, I I just was thrown into this you know I, I picked up the mic I'm an MC all of a sudden and you know I didn't choose but I, I, I was like well I'm going to take it as a responsibility but a lot of people forget that you know that I, I, I sometimes I'm going to do and not say things that they don't agree with but they have to give me a break too you know I'm not saying you know <laughs> Because everybody's like, well, Imaji, you're this, you're that. I'm like, no, like I'm learning on the way too. You know, I don't tell them that because I want to be that bitch too. Still, no, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But, you know, I, 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 I just want people to know also that, you know, from the bullying and this and that, you know, sometimes I do. Uh, sometimes I don't even hang around sometimes. It's still like I, I had the real bad anxiety and I had this and that. And, you know, but uh, once, once you get older, you start living in your truth more. You start, you know, I don't give a damn what they think. You have to live your life. I mean, you have to live it. So, you know, especially nowadays, everybody's just, you know, dealing with the loss and everybody's going and this, you have to live your life. So even if you're being bullied, it, it, it it's going to affect you, but don't let it affect you to a point where you don't live your life. I mean, there's help out there. There's people out there just like you, if you're hearing this, you know, you, you, you can come out of it. You don't have to always live your life, you know, scared and not wanting to talk to people because you've been bullied. Do drag, honey. Drag. You, when you're in drag, when you're in drag, you're a total different person. I can say things in drag that I wouldn't get a, be able to say as Albert, as a man. I can say things. And you, I, I think that's how I got out of my shell. I was able to express myself through drag and able to, you know, really go there, you know. And it was a release for me. I think drag has, like Bob said on, she, she said drag saved her life and drag saved my life. It really did. And I love it. I love drag. We yes, got really drag. sentimental there, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love drag too. Um, to answer the question, I wasn't bullied in high school. I, I would say that my bullying experiences were more like in elementary and middle school because even then I was very flamboyant. I didn't like to play sports. I liked to do yeah. the girl things. And so my experience was more in, in middle school, in, in elementary school and high school. And I think because I experienced stuff at such a young age, I had to deal with it a lot quicker. And by the time I got to high school, I didn't, I, I also was a little bit closeted, I, not a little bit. I was also closeted in high school. I, I was yeah. not, I was not identifying as, as anything but straight. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I think because for so long that I had to keep this part, or I felt like I had to keep this part of myself hidden. Um, when I found the queer world and when I found drag, I was like, I love this. I'm all about it. This is so fun. It's so fabulous. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. And I really, That's really want to, I really want to be a part of it. So. So in high school, I've talked about it on the pod before I was outed. And uh, it was really hard. I went through a lot of bullshit because of that. My family found out uh, from me, you know, being outed at school, they ended up finding out and it was really hard. It was a lot, but uh, I definitely think that I wouldn't, if I could go back and change anything, I, I wouldn't, I would let everything happen the way it does because things do happen for a reason. Yeah. 
And I feel like I'm doing drag now and I'm at this place in my life because of those things that happened. And at the end of the day, things got better and I'm okay now, you know? So um, I definitely think it did affect my character though. I think that because of that, all the the trauma that happened growing up, I think it, it gave me my my fun personality in drag and I'm able to like make jokes of things and make light of things and situations because of the trauma. So uh, thanks to all the people I grew up with for bullying me. Love you. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I think, I, like you said, we go through all that and it, it, I think it really does lead us to where we are right now. Yeah. Speaking of leading, um, <laughs> we're, we're about to lead us to the end of this podcast, bitch. Uh, before you go, is there anything that you want to you wanna say? Any, any last words before we kill you? Uh, right. Um, <laughs> just uh, my uh, cash app is Demology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Cash wow. app Demology. See me at Rewind. My name's Demology Raven. Come see us sometimes. Look me up and book me. And whoever that girl is with the wig, get my address. Send it to me. I'm poor. Help me. <laughs> uh, well, guys, this is the end of the podcast. I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Uh, make sure you listen all the way through the outro. We have all the information. If you want to send questions, comments, concerns, uh, negative reviews do all that through that email you can also send dick pics if you want that's fierce Annalise, yeah, is there anything you want to say before we go uh, thank you to the listeners and uh i am so happy to have you on this podcast emology you, you really have no idea and you know now i have your cell number and you might end up having to block me because i'm about to text you <laughs> every single day <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead please and block do her. please do i love you girls and thank you so much for thanking me and and letting me be on your podcast. I hope it helps somebody out there, even if it's just laughing or to get help or something. Know yeah. that it gets better. We're just crazy bitches, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank y'all again. That. Thank you so much for doing this. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't be homophobic and have an amazing day. Bye. 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 <laughs> Cue the music, bitch. Well, thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami, And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Dreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Stay pretty. Stay pretty.